I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. I run hip-hop by the numbers on Twitter. We use hip-hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. And I am director of The Fifth Element, where I highlight the fifth of hip-hop, which is knowledge. And all i got to say is, what a year, what a year. Let's dig in. Sir, sir, it's been a yes, weird sir. year. It's been a weird freaking year. This one. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me personally, it's just like it's this bit. Like, I don't, I don't want to sound cliche, but it really has been a transition year. <laughs> I feel like most people say that <laughs> pretty much every year. Oh, it's a transition year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, people yeah. just reference that to many things and just just use the word transition as if like you know. It's not concrete, you know what I mean? But I think for me personally, it's just been mad transitionary. Like, it's, the, it's like the first full year I've been out of education and it's just been like, just, I don't know, <laughs> just trying to do stuff, you know what I mean? Just trying to get stuff done, really. It's been mad. Yeah, transition year is an interesting term. You know what? 2018 was not a transition year for me and this year I've like transitioned back into what I was prior to 2018, which is really disappointing it's like a regression, oh, really? regression year. I don't think anyone ever admits that they've had a regression year, but I've definitely had a regression mm. year. But you know, well, that's the that's the thing, isn't it? They you word it, you word it differently. You like you don't you don't say you don't say I've just like I've I've, <laughs> I've taken two steps back. You know you don't say that. You you say I don't know. You say like um, uh, the chips the chips hasn't fallen for me this year, but uh, yeah, you know, hopeful for next year and all that. And especially since it's a new decade, it's, everyone's extra hopeful you know what i mean like, it's not just 2020s mine it's the whole decade is mine yeah. you know what i mean and i can so I, i'd like to say that for myself but i don't but you know everyone's saying that and i'm just, <laughs> and I'm just like okay cool <laughs> yeah I never, I anyway never, i've never been the like the biggest fan of the whole new year new me like you know same with oh, birthdays no, no, and no, stuff no. like it's like another day to me no, new no, year's no, day no, no. but honestly this year for some reason, for the first time in my life, I felt like I really want this year to be over. I've never felt this before because I'm always like, meh, 31st December, 1st January, it's the same shit to me. <laughs> but this year, I just want to get this freaking year and this horrible decade over and get into the 2020s and then see what the hell I can do in the 2020s. But I just have to see. Yeah. I have to see a couple of days left. Yeah, I'd like to see it more from a decade point of view because I feel the same way when it comes to uh, the year because I feel because nothing nothing i ha- i don't really have i don't want to say i have much to look forward to the, the uh, next year but i don't have much to look forward to next year <laughs> you know what i mean it's it's just like everything's going to be pretty much the same mm. um but decade wise i can I, that's why i can see looking out is much look zooming out is much more uh, is much better for me for my for my state of mind <laughs> state of mind as i try and reflect but anyways um we're not talking about the decade because we talked no, about that last week we did didn't we so we did. <laughs> but before that obviously uh how you been how you doing well really kind of kind of that but what have you been listening to this past week well it's been a bit slow this week for releases but i did manage to get to three i'll go from best to worst again i checked out jack boys by travis scott and his oh good time for the team there his well little cohort 
Actually, to be mm. honest, is fire, man. Like, uh, I have to admit that at the moment, Travis Scott doesn't seem to be able to do anything wrong. Uh, he dropped that Lucy highest in the room, and it somehow went number one on the Hot 100. And it's rare to go number one. That's really hard to do. This is just seven songs, and one of them is an instrumental. And I can't really praise it much more. I really loved all of it. The only thing I didn't love was Young Doug's verse, which is genuinely the grossest performance I've heard all year. I'm gonna say some. I'm gonna say some bars here, and if you have, you know, if you're sensitive, just cover your ears right now. He raps, "I just put my cum in her pussy. Now it's wet," and I was like. Are you, like, trying to make a comment on consent? Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's disgusting. Uh, A baby girl, suck my private. Suck it sideways if we're in the public or the driveway. The way she was drinking my spit. What if you ever drunk someone's spit? (laughs) Like, what what kind of freaky-ass sex is this young Doug having? That is crazy. It's a lot of spit, bro. That's excessive that's amount. like a full sip. Like a full mouthful. Man, that's a lot of spit. It's too much. It's too much. Um, Reminds me of that uh, Futurama episode where, like, Fry becomes king of this, like, water people and he has to, like, cry the dude out. And everyone... <laughs> Oh, I remember that. That was ages ago. Damn, I can't forget. I, I can't remember the full... Yeah, that was that was an interesting episode. Yeah, this... I feel like the, if that's happening, you have a medical problem that needs to be checked because I don't think that's... <laughs> That's normal, but just outside of absurd amount of saliva, you just constantly yeah. drooling like a fucking bulldog. Yeah, yeah that's not, yeah. it's not good for you, but <laughs> you get dehydrated real quick. But um, outside outside of that, the project is yeah, it's really good. The joint from Pop Smoke at the end was insane. Uh, I, I like the Sheck West joint, and I assume we'll get a full length at some point. You know, Quality Control put out that whatever eighty nine song epic or however freaking long it was earlier in the year, and I assume we'll get that from this at some point. Uh, but I, I see it as like a little, you know, it's it's apparently going to go number one, and I'm seeing this going to happen a lot more, especially with twenty nineteen where there were some release weeks that weren't very big, and I, I feel like there's going to be more artists who have seven songs in the clip, and they're just going to put out an EP just to get that number one, and then you know dip like oh yeah we'll get eighty thousand first week we'll go number one and we just add it to the add it to the pile of number one so so it's like once you reach a certain level right it's just like you own the system basically where you can just pick it like you can pick any day and clearly they just saw this friday and it was just like oh nothing's dropping let's let's do it then you know i mean it's just yeah just seems super simple sometimes i don't know yeah um i also listened to east atlanta santa 3 by gucci Mane. I did not expect to come on here and tell everyone that this album is fire. This is his 102nd full-length project since 2005. So you can imagine we're pretty Gucci'd out at the moment. That is 6.8 projects per year. Nothing Gucci has dropped since everybody's looking has actually really hit for me. That was back in 2016. I respect the grind and the hustle. I just haven't gone back to his projects. But this actually hit. The only other Christmas album I can stand is that CeeLo Green joint, CeeLo's Magic Moment. But um, yeah, this was a great project. If you doubted Gucci's finances, you shouldn't worry because this is actually a really high-budget piece of music. The producers of Jay White did it, Metro Boomin, Murder Beats, Beethoven, C-Note, and Gucci sounds focused and potent and he dips into his Christmas bag and it's actually funny and engaging. I really enjoyed this project. 
M's on ice, more snow, time flies by. This is a surprisingly good project. Uh, and the final album I got to, kind of wish I hadn't, was uh, Sunday Services, Jesus <laughs> is Born. Um, oh, really? Okay. Bro, what, what is this? I don't understand this. Like, it's just a gospel album. Kanye is not on it at any point. Even the three tracks that are covers of his music are basically unrecognizable. It's a very interesting release. I was actually planning on just saying not not much about it, but it does really perplex me, this album, because I assume Kanye was attached simply to build hype and buzz, but even prominent Kanye accounts can't really figure out where to place this in his discography or if it even goes in it. It's no more of a Kanye album than that Gold album by Tiger, which he also executive produced. I was pretty excited for this joint, honestly, um, because recently I went back to Jesus is King and kind of got back into it or got into it. But yeah, this was just, it's just gospel music and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I sound like I'd prefer that to be honest, because at least that's like, you know, just, it sounds like just straight up gospel from how I'm, from how I'm gathering. So like, I feel, I feel like I've, wasted a listen on Jesus is King and I'd sound like I prefer this not that I prefer gospel because I'm not really that into gospel but at least it's you know full on gospel and don't have to have a conversation about like oh is it hip hop is it gospel mm. uh, it's both it's a mix of both you know it's like uh, okay let me just yeah yeah I sit on the other side of the fence because I really like the fact that Kanye toyed with gospel and hip hop at the same time on Jesus is King and I I was kind of hoping for a little bit more Jesus Walks kind of stuff, but he obviously is in a different headspace now than he was back then. But yeah, Sunday service, Jesus is born, like it's 100% a gospel record. And yeah, um, I'm sure it'll definitely resonate for the target audience. It just just wasn't for me. I, I'm not saying that I'm not Christian or I don't, I'm not religious, but like, yeah, it's it's not really... Well, this ain't a a gospel podcast, that's basically it, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a hard thing, right? But then the thing is, like, why is Kanye's name attached to it? I I don't get that. Is it literally just to build hype and buzz? Or he's not listed in the credits, he didn't arrange it. If if it said Kanye West presents the Sunday service, then, you know, I'd get it. And I and that's kind of sounds like what it is. Is Kanye West presents the Sunday service, and you know, the Sunday service from the videos that I watched uh, when they were in the middle of nowhere, they seem like the best part of it. I agree, actually. <laughs> Catch that Holy Ghost, you know. Uh, yeah. I agree. Sound sound like a fire. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. So that was an interesting release, but yeah, I, I won't be going back to that one. What about yourself? Did you get any mu- new music this week? Uh, didn't catch the Holy Ghost, did you? Um, so, uh, so I went to I did yeah. So there was two new projects I listened to, and also two artists that I wanted to get into. And I've had on my, I've had on my list to peep for a while, and I just peeped a couple of their 2019 projects just to get out of uh, well, not get out of the way. Don't say like that, but um, <laughs> don't say too dismissive, but uh, just see what they're about. Uh, so yeah, the first uh, the first project I went to was XV. My boy, uh, Freddie Hyen says about his uh, first draft EP. Um, so for those, you know, if you're an XV fan, you know, you know, says, you know, uh, you know uh, about Freddie High as well. There is boys, and uh, you know, they just hop on an EP together, and it's kind of fire. It is kind of fire. I prefer it to actually prefer it to his uh, two previous works uh, earlier this year, Day One's EP, and also the uh, oh, such a long name, Kid with the dad, uh, Strap Bag Dad Hat, something like that. 
Um, yeah, I'll, I'll put that to I'll put that to um, this to over 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 those two because uh, it's just uh, some decent bars and uh, great concepts in the songs. And uh, there's one, <laughs> "Revenge of the Nerds" is the first track, and it's just um, I don't know. It's kind of it's it's, it's super clean. It's just like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's like XV doing like uh i don't know like a meek mill intro but it's it's xv and uh constantly talking about no culture and stuff like that it's just mad fascinating hmm. um and there's a one track called the wave and honestly if like if the baby did this track it'll be number one to be completely honest because like the court the court hook on that is just actually he's such a it is literally the wave it's it's, it's wavy it's so clean, but uh, yeah, the whole EP is just um, strong uh, start to finish. If it if it came out earlier, it might make my might have made it my top ten, which I literally just dropped as of this recording today. Hey. But uh, I've put in my I've put in my um, uh, put in my uh, honorable mentions just to just to show show love. Um, Khan back with another one. Like, I, th- I swear that's like his fourth this year. Um, naivete. Uh, this it, it seems like very experimental. Um, because there's a lot of there's a lot of songs on here which sound sound a lot a lot like, um, I can't remember a Kendrick song that does this, but you know when Kendrick just goes high pitched, um, like on um, uh, like on Lust, I mm. need some water, you know, it's, a, it's he goes very high, uh, and also actually for 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 sale, where, you know, he's like talking to a um, he's talking as Lucy. I know, yeah, um, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that really high high pitched voice thing, Khan just trying to do that as well. Um, but yeah, it just seemed very experimental to me. Experimental to me. Um, so I didn't really rate it to be honest. But uh, for for what for it is, it's cool. Um, if you like Khan, it's just him doing his uh, just you know trying to keep keep you fresh, I guess. But um, yeah, I would I would have I would have lived if I didn't listen to it to be honest. Uh, Indigo Phoenix, uh, spelled Phoenix, P H O E N Y X. Uh, the Goddess Paradox. Uh, this is something I found via Shout to Rap Station. Found it via there, and also She Movement because that's where that's where the chart came from. Uh, so yeah, they have these they have these charts that they do. I think every month, and um, sometimes I follow the She Movement one just to see female artists that I haven't heard of before. And Indigo, Indigo Phoenix was one of those. Uh, she dropped an album. I forgot. I forgot when specifically. I can look at that right quick. But um, uh, October. She she drops an album in October, about half an hour long. And um, yeah, man, this is very it's very boom bappy, um, and a lot of uh, I don't know how to I don't really know how to word it. But um, she she's good. She she's she's good. She's got bars. I, I will say that. Um, there's why she wants song that's uh, <laughs> extremely graphic and how depressing it, uh, how depressing it is. It's like. So I step into my mind, kind of thing. So it's it's a it's a real fascinating track alone. I think it's called yeah, Moonlit Melancholy. I think it is. Um, yeah, that shit hits. Um, but yeah, there's some there's some good uh, there's some good features on here from people I've never heard of. But um, that doesn't that, 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 that shouldn't stop you. Um, but yeah, so it's a it's a great project. I, I'm I wish she had more monthly listeners to be honest, because she's kind of fire. Um, and also Pistol McFly Snack Run. Uh, he was a support when I went to see uh, Blue in Exile, and he was incredibly fire on that, so I just thought, i got to give this guy a listen, and I have, finally, and uh, as I as I, as I gle- as I I gleaned from uh, when I saw him live, there's a lot of weed bars on here. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of weed, a lot of weed, literally, it's called Snack Run, for fuck's sake. It's literally him out of a shop with Cheetos in his hand, like, it's, it's literally just... 
it's a Jesus. It's, I would say it's a lot of weed bars, and it's it's a, it's a lot of that. But the songs uh, very they they vary. There's some like R and B, uh, I guess cuts here and there, um, just sound wise. But uh, yeah, most of the time it's just a, it's just your it's just your good old green bars. You know what I'm saying? You know, all that all that kind of stuff, all that good stuff, all that good stuff. But anyway, uh, we shall get into the topic of today, which is. Um, well, the topic of the year, because it's talking about the year and uh, the year 2019 hip hop, I guess. Um, I guess I'll start just yeah. um, just to sure. just to be fair in terms of we did you last week, <laughs> and uh, I want I want to I guess set the tone. Uh, 2019 in hip hop for me has really given me the and I and, you know I've said this I've said this a few times um over the past especially few weeks um when people are talking about how the year's been um for me personally I think the year's been very interesting and I use interesting with a lot of weight because I don't want to say it's been good because when I say it's good people think like what do you mean good there's been no releases how can it be good and I'm like, okay, let me rephrase. It's been interesting for me personally because, um, I mean, just off just off that alone, I've just uh, I've discovered two eyes that I find I kind of rate, and that's been happening a few times this past year, um, and also just from other eyes that I've heard of before, and they've dropped good stuff as well. And granted, from a mainstream sense, it's not been a quote unquote good year in terms of hip hop, especially, but um excuse me but for me personally I've just uh, really I've really enjoyed it and I found it really fascinating um just to explore it's been like the first time where I've had to obviously I've had the necessity to do it because of obviously there's not been uh many uh, you know hype hype be high projects that you know that has constantly been talked about oh you gotta listen to this gotta listen to this and I'm just like yeah and you know and, and you know I didn't listen to Jag Boys I didn't listen, I haven't listened to several uh quote-unquote popular projects um for different reasons but um yeah i think this year music wise has been very interesting and i've uh i've kind of enjoyed it a lot and uh uh yeah that's kind of my general thoughts on it i, th- I think but we'll get deeper into it obviously as we go it's been an interesting year this year because you know one of the things that you said a few podcasts ago was the fact that there haven't been as many big releases this year and, and you know it's objective like there just haven't been an example is that the first week consumption figures for the top 10 first week sales numbers the average is the lowest since 1995 and 1995 was the first year that they really started collating these numbers so that just tells me that huge names i mean apart from kanye just haven't been dropping music but what Charlie said a few weeks ago that really opened it up to me was we're actually seeing lesser artists, and I don't mean lesser artists with regard to artistry and quality. I mean artists who are maybe a couple of tiers below that upper tier getting a lot more shine, for better or worse. You know, like I came on here and, and criticized Trippy Red and Roddy Rich's albums, and they went number one. But it's good that they actually had that look, and there were people out there who were exposed to that music if Kendrick had dropped that week, I guarantee they wouldn't have listened to, you know, a, a huge majority wouldn't have listened to those two albums because Kendrick dropped. And so, yeah, I agree that in the mainstream, there's been a complete almost lack, especially after 2018. It, it kind of needed to have a correction 
because 2018 was insanity, total insanity. Everyone was dropping. Uh, it was wild. It was totally wild, and I think everyone needed a rest and a break. And then we saw some incredible artists emerge, you know, Megan Thee Stallion, Lizzo, uh, Young Thug finally got the, the commercial credit he deserves. Baby came through, uh, Tyler the Creator. Uh, we saw the downfall of DJ Khaled. You know, it's it's just been a, a really interesting year in regards to that. And I, I don't think it's been a bad year at all, you know. I, I, I don't think anyone's saying that anymore. There was a bit of talk around September that this has been one of the worst years in hip-hop. I just don't think it can be anymore because maybe if it was pre-streaming and you had to buy all your albums and buying, like, say Trippy Red drops an album you've never listened to Trippy Red before and it's the only album that dropped that week, that's a big thing to go out and pay $15 and pick it up, especially if there's no major single off it. It might still go number one, but fifteen dollars is a big investment. Nowadays, you can just put it on put on Spotify as free. Basically, I mean, you pay what twelve dollars a month to listen to whatever you want, so there's no risk. So you put it on to see if it's good or not. And so pre-streaming, I don't think a year like this would have been looked upon kindly. I don't think a year like this would even exist pre-streaming. But yeah, I think with regard to that, it's just been. It's been a different year, and I'm not mad at it at all. A few artists have really emerged. We've seen the diversification of the sound. We've seen Griselda come up. Like, mm-hmm. how can you how can you be mad at that, man? <laughs> how can you be mad at that? <laughs> I've been mad at it for a while because because as a content creator, it's hard. Like, it, it is genuinely hard. If if I'd been at the level I am with hip hop numbers now in 2018. Man, it would have been wild. It would have supercharged my engagement rapidly because all this new music would have been coming out. You know, there there are nights I sit at home now and just like, what am I going to analyze tonight? Nothing dropped. Mm. Like, I'm not going to analyze the Roddy Rich album. I'm not going to analyze, you know, the Cameron Purple Haze two because I want to, but like, it's just not that big. But you know, in 2018, you're thinking, oh, Kanye just dropped freaking five albums in a row, like. That's that's a whole month of June just locked out. You got content for the whole month of June, and it'll be interesting to see what happens in twenty twenty because twenty nineteen has been a been a, an auto correction. I think. I think it's interesting when it comes to music and how we, um, and how we, I guess, uh, judge output because sometimes I see I don't know for example like uh, books for example right always books dropping <laughs> there's always books dropping you know every excuse me like every day um whether it's like locally or nationally internationally whatever there's always a book dropping so to speak you know what i mean there's, there's <laughs> everyone's right everyone, everyone's writing a book if you if you really you know were plugged into that thing you would think there are just like more authors than there are <laughs> than rara bloody uh music eyes to be honest because um some people's nets are so thin that they just have like one two five maybe ten artists on their radar and they're just That's like thing. you know what i mean it's just like if you're if you're into books i mean damn the amount of like think about that if you're if you if you just follow you can't possibly follow um I don't know James Patterson for what like, you know <laughs> you know what I mean I don't know his book output but it can't be as it can't be that often 
Um, so if you're following just like one author, then you're just going to be you're going to be desert dry for a while, <laughs> for a good while. And uh, you know, just to say, um, as a counterpoint to all of this, you know, if there's nothing going on right now, you know mm. what you can do. Go back in time. You can go back in time. That's what I've been Do doing. Do you remember the time? You know, you know, you can you can go back and listen to I don't know other pe- other people's discographies. That's what I've done several times. I did that with yeah. Stevie Wonder this year. Fucking loved it. Um, yeah, I was just it's it's fun. It really is enjoyable um, to just go back and to look into it more because sometimes the album itself isn't just really enough. You need to like see how. Uh, how that person, I guess, created it or whatever. And I think that's another thing when it comes to music. We don't always... Not every, not everybody is doing, like, I don't know, uh, Kenny Beats' Cave, you know what I mean? <laughs> Where you see them do everything, you know what I mean? And have fun as, as they do it, you know what I mean? You're not, you're not seeing that unless you're watching the Fate of Black documentary from back in the day, you know? It, and not everybody's doing that. Um, so... Honestly, you just have to sometimes take the word for it. They're like, you know, doing this album, album finished, or you know, album being mastered, whatever. And you just have to go with that. You can't, you don't, you can't do that when it comes to I don't know TV or film, because as soon as something gets announced, oh, uh, uh, Sonic Studios has gotten this person on to uh, develop this, develop this uh, idea about this, and then you know after and it's dead for a couple of months and then you start to hear stuff like you know this person's been cast for that show uh this director's been cast for that film and then the hype, the hype starts going up you don't have that with music where it's just where you, if it, it can be if it, if they, if people really tried Cause imagine that right so um so Kendrick just goes like all right starting the album right starting to make an album whatever um officially getting people in and then you just get an announcement Terrace Mines in the studio. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, YB and Corday is coming in for a feature on one track, potentially. Rumours are going around. You know, imagine that kind of thing. It feels like the Hollywood Reporter, but for like, for, but for music. That would be fucking interesting as hell. And that would make music just much more of a frenzy. I don't know my, I don't know my original point here, but I just wanted to, I don't know, present that potential idea because that's kind of fascinating to think about. I, oh, yeah. So my original point was just like, you know, we, I think it's kind of a necessity for music listeners to have a wider net than most people, because sometimes it's just like you don't know when some people are gonna drop. Um, some people just drop it because, or um, or take three, four years to do so. Um, so I think it's kind of a necessity, but I guess people just, I don't know. And that's another thing when you when you when you think about that. And then you see someone like a Roddy Richard, for example, right? And you're seeing that on the on the uh, on the charts, and then you're suddenly listening to him. I don't know what that, what does that what do you think that says ab- about you? You know, so it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of psychological uh, uh, depth. I don't want to get under, but <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of fascinating. Like, why would you want Billboard to tell you what's good? Mm. You know what I mean? It's uh, why, why don't you you know do that yourself? Not even that. Go to Spotify, go on your favourite artist, go on similar artists. Hmm. Even just like that, I've discovered so many artists just doing that. It's actually crazy how simple that kind of shit is. It takes like two taps. You don't have to go for what the charts tell you. I discovered today um, that Louis Capaldi was uh, the, the, uh, had the, um, had the uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know, my best charting song 
uh, in the UK this year. Yeah, I haven't heard, I haven't heard really a peep like. of that dude. I haven't heard a peep of that dude. And that's just me, obviously, because I'm not into that kind of stuff. But it's just fascinating. <laughs> like, you, you want the official Charles company to tell you that Lewis Capaldi's good. I mean, like, he probably is. I don't know. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take their word for it. But, um, you know what I mean? It's just... I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. It's just weird. Well, there's a lot of angles to that. The first that made me think, you know, when you're talking about movies and events, is that we you know like movies are events i went and saw star wars a couple of days ago and obviously you uh, wait. no spoilers no spoilers no i'm not gonna give you any spoilers it's okay um but <laughs> if obviously we wait like long periods of time you know we waited game of thrones like two years for it to drop and that was fine but then you've got shows like i don't know for example rick and morty where you watch it just you know mm. it's fun and there's a difference between music and film and tv where music could be anything music can be background music it could be stuff you put on a party it could be albums that you really dive into and sit down and listen for an example is uh that arcade fire double album i think it's called reflector i know the lead single was reflector with with bowie on it that's an event record that's an album yeah. i will sit down and always put on and listen front to back and you know there's a british band i really love called elbow and they're event records, yeah. man. Like you listen to them and you listen to the whole album. And I've been listening to them for since 2004 when I first saw them live. And I go back to their music constantly. But then there are albums that just come and go, like Future's albums. You know, you're not going to keep going back to them. And so the issue is that we're coming up against a very diverse genre and a very diverse form of media where, yes, there are event records that we will wait for and they will build hype for and... But then they're, at the same time, we're also so spoiled and we're used to just consuming content quickly. It's not a bad thing, you know? It's not a bad thing. Like you put on the radio and you listen to one song and you're consuming content quickly. So it's like this push and pull in hip-hop where we want these big event records, but at the same time, we also want, I don't know, what the, what the sides. Maybe they're like the sides or maybe they're like snacks in between, you know? They're just like a box of shapes and you want to just throw them back and before you have dinner but you want that man you want that and and it feels like we didn't get any of uh, like a lot of that this year the other side of this also is you know being critical of people who get their music news and get their music facts and get their uh music recommendations from charts and and groundswell of whatever media content it just happens like it's just the way it is as people get older you know we're talking about it from uh, a place where we're super dialed in to the genre and super dialed into music and we're always looking for new music a lot of people mm. out there don't have the time or the energy to do that and so I can understand why they would be a little bit disappointed in 2019 because they probably browse down the lists and go okay none of these artists or any artists I've ever heard of I've not got the time or energy to devote to putting this music on and we spoke about it on the Unicorn podcast a little bit where you know you might be driving to work and you don't you don't want to put on a trippy red album or any album like you just, you don't have time you don't even have time to go on Spotify and even think about what albums you may have missed because it genuinely takes attention and and energy to do that because you have to be aware while you're doing it you have to be mindful while you're listening and so mm. a lot of people just want to listen to stuff they already know stuff they've already discovered and stuff their you know their quality and they know oh I've really enjoyed this artist before and that's why I continue to listen in the future. And a lot of those artists didn't drop this year. So I can understand that side. 
but as you know music journalists we can't it's hard for us to understand that because you're right i used to go on last fm and just look around for similar artists and that's how i discovered so many artists in the 2000s man i listened so widely and now there's a difference between me and the average listener because i have like 400 of those artists that i'm checking for and i guarantee you like even if 20% drop in a year, that's a massive amount of albums to listen to. So I'm always going to have content to consume, but a lot of people aren't like that, you know? Mm. Yeah, I guess. Um, but even in that, I'm just like, you know, so where did you discover that person in the first place? You know what I mean? Like It's, it's kind of like chicken or, chicken or the egg kind of argument where, yeah, okay, so you, you like, you, yeah, you like the size. How did you do that? You discovered them exactly, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Music video, YouTube, you, you or did some it. Shit. You did it. So do it for another one, <laughs> and then another yeah. one. And then, uh, not sound like Carlit, but another one. You know, no, I mean, it's just, don't ever it, sound it's, like Carlit. Well, we couldn't do a year-end special without mentioning Carlit, I guess. We've um, already done one. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves another one, exactly. Uh, he'll get but, it. Um, <laughs> he'll get it. But uh, you know, it's just uh, I, I've. I feel like once I've once I've now that I've gone onto this high horse, I'm just constantly raising my sword towards it, just like discover. <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah, but we can't do like that though. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I I guess I see your argument. I just I don't know. I just I'm very stubborn with that kind of thing at the moment. Where I'm just like you know, if you're bored, yeah. you know what you can do. It's it's yeah. right there for you. And it's it's the same with um, you know, just kind of side note. Um, the one thing I hate, the biggest pet peeve I ha- I have in terms of especially this century, is when people don't respond. Like, when I'm messaging them. Like, it's the 21st century. You can respond. Ah, <laughs> you, you, can, you can drop yeah. me a text. You can drop me a text, right? And in the same vein, you have Spotify. You have Apple Music. You have you have millions and millions and millions and millions of songs in your phone right now. Go get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's not hard. I don't. I don't find it hard. I don't think it's hard. If you if you're that desperate, if you're if you're dehydrated as fuck, kind of like the opposite of uh, the saliva thing. Uh, <laughs> then uh, then uh, yeah, exactly. Ru- like you, you, you can, There's a water source right there. There's a water source right there. But anyway, um, well let's let's so, get let's get onto actual some 2019 shit because I got some cool statistics here that I'd like to discuss. The first, my favorite statistic of 2019 was Tyler's, the first and only solo rapper in history to go number one on the Billboard 200 with an album produced and arranged entirely alone with no co-production at all. There have been 200 number one hip-hop albums in history. 76 of them came from solo artists. Oh, sorry, there have been 76 specific solo artists who have done gone number one. None of them did this. And... I just think it's an incredible thing, the way that he went up against basically the might of the entire music industry and DJ Khaled, and Father of Assad dropped, and it went number two, and Tyler did number one. He, he sold almost 30,000 copies more, and if you look at the guests that Khaled had on that album, the guests that he assembled, right, had amassed 31 number, number one songs, 66 number one albums, and 240 weeks at number one between them. It had 306 more number week, number one weeks and 415% more number one albums and songs than the guests on Eagle. And Eagle came away with the win. And I just love that. I love that so much. I think Tyler's artistic 
growth and artistic arc this decade has been incredible and this is the culmination of it to me i mean flower boy definitely pushed the envelope but that album is in my top two easily with uh the sailor by rich brian okay interesting um well my album list is dropping tomorrow morning so i can't <laughs> so, wait well, for tomorrow that, afternoon man. so i don't want to i don't want to say but um, well you can say now because okay, so... this will come out this will come out after your list Oh, look at this dude wanting to know my list. <laughs> uh, the Sailor was initially on my list. I will say that. It was initially on my list, but Dropped I did off. take it out. It's in the honorable mentions. So, uh, but with that said, um, an Eagles, an Eagles, I haven't listened to it. So, you know, that's just me. Um, and I and I think I said why before. But um, I want to ask you this since um, since I listened to it. But do you find, do you consider that, obviously that feat, uh, taken and especially compared to the absolute uh, bloated piece of shit that uh, Father Rassad was um, do you think that I guess a uh, way of doing it is, an, is a blip or a trend? I think I think what happened with this album is that you know obviously artists have done this before I've not actually looked back but I'm sure Prince has done it uh, I'm sure there have been other oh, artists yeah I'm sure I'm sure there have been other artists who have done this. I honestly oh, think that this is important for hip-hop. Now, I think it will be a blip for the next few years, but I think it will become mm. to a point where hip-hop will continue to grow. And whilst this may not be the norm, it will certainly become uh, more more often it will happen where artists will get into the top five with an album that they produce and arrange entirely themselves and maybe have no features. You know, Russ actually did all of that and went platinum and had no features. He didn't go number one. He only went number seven. But it certainly seems like the first of... Uh, it's. I think it's going to happen a lot more in the future. Hip-hop is just growing so, so incredibly in so many different directions. There are so many different niches now. And this album, you know, we did a whole podcast on whether it could be considered hip-hop or not. So that's, yeah, I, I, th- I think it's a blip at the moment. It looks like a blip, but I honestly think it's a marker. And we'll look back at this and say, okay, that was kind of the first time that hip-hop started going in that direction, and it's going to happen more often in the future. Okay. Um, I think I kind of agree with you there. I feel, like, um, I feel like the idea of collaboration is so, you know, I think it's, um, what's the word? I think it's second nature to a lot of people where you know you can if you're if you're doing one thing you want to get someone else to do another thing because you know they're better at it i guess and yeah yeah, that's kind of just the logical way of looking at things and you know is how music begun basically you know bands were the first thing you know if if it was just you know if you if you got one person on the drums and one person on guitar one person on voice you're good and stuff like that so, with that said, I think it's obviously this whole, excuse me, I think this whole concept of um, uh, doing it all on your own, not even from a lyrical and production standpoint, but also mixing, mastering, um, arranging, all that stuff, just that, 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 that is a lot. <laughs> that, is, that is a task that's a to, lot, man. a task to do. It's easier for some uh, and harder for others, of course. But yeah, I think, um, I think it, I, it's a blip for sure and I don't think it'll ever be a trend kind of so to no, speak no, no. Um, I think it'll just be you know one of those special things that happen now and again um, 
you know, I don't want to use a sports reference, but like, <laughs> like, uh, uh, I don't know, someone, someone dropping 80 points in a game, basically, basketball, there you go. Um, or someone sport, scoring like four or five goals in a game. You know, I mean, it's, it's one of those rarities that are just like considered impossible. Well, I don't want to say impossible because they're all done, but considered um, such a rarity that whenever it's done, it's just like, this should be hailed kind of mm. thing but um, mm. yeah i think i think it's just one of those um one of those i guess special moments and uh yeah i agree so i think i think igor as a as a concept and as a just a, as a moment i think it really was a perfect storm in that in that on that front but as a story yeah i think it's a i think it's generally an interesting thing the fact that you know it's the only hip-hop record that's done that um then it's gone to that place because that just shows a lot of promising signs for what hip-hop can be i guess not what hip-hop is well, the craziest thing is, is another statistic here that I'm looking at, which is exact opposite, which is Revenge of the Dreamers 3. And it speaks to what you were speaking about with collaborative and Okay, I'll take back spirit. everything then. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, this was the most, this this is crazy. Like, this was the most collaborative number one album in hip-hop history. There were 65 guest spots officially listed. That's 15 more than wow. the second most collaborative, which was DJ Khaled's Grateful. Uh, 100 <laughs> at the time there was 193 number one hip hop albums had come prior and none more collaborative. 46 of the artists, including producers, will receive their first platinum certification when it goes platinum. Uh, 42 of the artists received their first RIAA certification of any kind when it went gold. I well, that was a that was a special moment and. I don't know how you feel about this, but do you think that because J. Cole's name was attached to it, that's why it has achieved what is achieved? Or do you think that it achieved it on its own merits? I think I think initially it was a J. Cole hype thing. Um, considering I personally didn't realise there were two Revenge of the Dreamers before the, <laughs> before this one was even uh, you know mentioned about... Uh, mentioned about uh, around the, around social media, didn't even clock, didn't even know there were two Ranger the Dreamers to be honest. So you know that just shows it. And well, obviously when Middle Child dropped and the Ranger Dreamers three was being you know hyped up by people that were on it, you know people posting studio sessions. Oh, we're in the lab. Oh, RTD three. Oh, da, da. you know, obviously that was. I think J Cole was obviously the the ignition that started the engine basically. But I think once it actually dropped itself. I think it was recognised for, you know, what it is, and that's obviously a true collaborative effort by everybody. Um, and you know, I think as an album, it was very, it was very good. I think from a quality perspective, it was very good. Um, the only album I'd give it, uh, I'd put something like that over that is um, sincerely Detroit um, Apollo Brown's album because that also had like. Uh, obviously, from a certification perspective, it's, it's, it's nowhere. <laughs> it's, it's probably nowhere, but. Um, mm. I, it, it the both of those albums give me that genuine feeling of just like this is outstanding. Um, and the reason why Apollo Brown, I just have more. I don't want to say more respect for it, but I do have more respect for it. Is because this Apollo Brown being the captain of that, I feel like mm. on the, in this case, it's just like obviously J Cole's names on it, and it's Dreamville, and he's head of Dreamville. You know, in that sense, obviously it's kind of his. But um, I feel like that was more of a team effort, you know what I mean? It's just like, all right, producers here, producers there. All right, let's get these eyes in, da 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 And everyone, everyone obviously came through. With Sincerely Detroit, from how I see it, 
it's just like Apollo Brown just like calling every other every Detroit rapper not named uh, Eminem and just went, I'm doing this album. It's a love letter to Detroit. I want to get all Detroit artists on here. Can you come through? And mm. obviously they all came through. So, you know, those two albums of obviously in the same are in the same essence, but two but have but were done completely differently. Um, in in terms of like how the albums themselves came out and how they sounded, but um. Yeah, man, I think that was a generally interesting moment, I guess, uh, in terms of 2019, because, like you said, the fact that, <clears throat> I think the fact that um, the artists that he said were, some of them obviously didn't even have any certifications at all, I think mm. that's genuinely um, heartwarming, I guess, and kind of, I guess, dispels um, Kylie's approach to doing music because you know like like you said with like you said with this album it's just like there's so there's so many there there is there's so many plaques on that uh on mm. that on that team right there on that track list it's just like it should automatically just get numbers but i guess it's i guess it shows something that um it didn't even get to number 1 because of that um well because of Igor anyway but partly because of that um and Revenge of Dreamers did what it did. Now it's obviously Grammy nominated, and will probably win to probably in my mind probably win album of the year in terms of uh, Grammy nominations. But um, yeah, I think it was a very interesting, um, I guess, parallel, especially when we're talking about Igor before. The Apollo Brown album reminds me a lot of those early DJ Clue tapes. I was listening to the Professional Part Two again yesterday, and it's kind of like the Avengers assemble, and you just have an incredible lineup of artists. And exactly. there's one person who's kind of, as you say, marshalling the troops. That is a bar because you did mention Eminem. Uh, marshalling the troops. I don't know. My brain, <laughs> dude, my brain just comes up with this shit. I don't know. Damn. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. Damn. I should write that for Eminem. That took me a minute. That took I should me a write for Eminem because like, I'd, be, I'd be writing Ooh. better bars than he's been rapping in 2019. Ooh. But uh, yeah, it just reminded me of that a lot. And <laughs> it's interesting that DJ Khaled suffered so heavily this year when he collated such an insane i think i counted the uh the social media following of his entire roster on that album father of Assad, and it was something like it was close to 850 million followers <laughs> and i compared okay. it to revenge of the dreamers and it was something like it was way less than 100 million and j cole was yeah. most of those so yeah it was wild man it was just such a wild thing to happen so i really like that one thing okay, I want to okay. say about City Detroit, just one more point on that. Just think about an, think about, think if like New York did an album. Oh. Say if like I don't know, um, say if like DJ Premier, right? Damn. So obviously, if he wanted to do a sincerely New York, right, and you just went to get all New York rappers on there, or I don't know, uh, Dre wanted to get all West Coast sides and do like a sincerely LA or whatever. Wow, that that shit couldn't happen. That is such a dream. It cannot happen. It cannot happen ever, anywhere, other than Detroit in this in this case. I generally think that maybe, maybe Chicago. Maybe Chicago, because they're very tight-knit. Maybe Atlanta. Maybe Atlanta. Mm, but mm. Um, try and get uh, Gucci Mane and um, who's he beefing with? Jeezy. Jeezy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Exactly, just on that front. Just on that front, you're going to have to, like, I don't know set some schedules there but um you know it's just um 
that that's even that just seems a little, just a little bit out of, out of reach. If um, I don't know what Atlanta producer you want to get on that, but um, even in that fashion, it's just like just thinking about how City Detroit came out or how it was even done boggles my mind. And on top of that, it's a fucking great project. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to make that point. Just like imagine a sincerely LA or a sincerely New York, because you can only imagine it. It can never happen. That'd be wild, man. That would be wild. That arrangement could never happen. Maybe 2020. <laughs> Maybe. But actually, well, thinking of that, um, obviously, uh, 2020 is obviously coming around, and there are plenty of rumors about of who's dropping. And for, even from the list of who's potentially dropping, obviously, people are going to say, oh, it's going to blow 2019 out of the water. But um, I guess music-wise, what are you most looking forward to for what's potentially coming through in 2020? Me. No, me. <laughs> the fuck else am I asking? Oh, I thought, like, I don't know. I, I, I tuned out for a second there, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. Um, 2020, you know what? You know what? In 2020... I am not. I'm not sitting here waiting and salivating over any projects whatsoever. I'm just not because the you. thing about the thing that I've done this this year is that uh, exactly what you said earlier. I've been going back in time and I've been rediscovering music, and I'm really excited to see what comes out of 2020. I'm really excited to see what analysis I can run, but. I don't know. I'm not sitting here just salivating. There are no artists I'm really desperate to drop. My favorite band in the world is Placebo. I really would like them to drop. That's a rock band. I would like Kendrick to drop. Uh, I'm very interested to see in what direction he goes next. Very, very, very interested. I would love to see where he's going next. But I'm also, after I didn't really enjoy Damn that much, I'm not super crazy hyped for it. Uh, who else? I'm interested to see Cole's The Fall Off because having gone back into his discography recently and gained a new appreciation for him and, and his artistic arc, I want to see where he's going to take it next. You know, I think mm. he thinks deeply about music and I'd like to know where he's going to go next. The other thing I think, the reason why I'm feeling a little bit ambival- ambivalent about 2020 is that I honestly think there's just... As I said just three seconds ago, there's so much music now that we're spoiled. It's it's like these things aren't events anymore. Like you don't sit down and there's a classic um, Jay-Z line on, I think, the intro to Volume 3, which had its 20-year anniversary a couple of days ago. And he's like, I know you're sitting down, you just rip the plastic off your CD and you're reading the credits right now. He's like, I don't care if you're in your car, if you're in your house. He's like, pull down the windows turn the volume up and zone out. And I was like, that's what it felt like buying music in the early 2000s. It's like you would buy that project, you would put it on, you would skip to your favorite feature, you would read the credits. Nowadays, it's just like, I don't know, man. It's just not as it's not as big of a thing anymore, in, in my view anyway. Yeah, I mean... Hmm. I guess I feel a little bit more high spirited <laughs> simply because uh <laughs> uh I, I honestly honestly i'm not even sure if kendrick is dropping or not i that's just me personally i'm not as confident as most people i think uh i think scissor's going to drop if it's all about td i think scissor and uh, absol are going to drop 
and um oh, Isaiah is and Isaiah as well exactly so that's three right there and that's just uh, fascinating to think about um out of those I just think uh, I don't know if, I don't know about Kendrick honestly I'm, I'm just I'm just uh, like you said when it comes to events like I I I make it I make it an event for myself whenever Kendrick drops now I I do that for myself it doesn't have to be for everybody but I do it for myself um, just just because it's fun for me because whenever I hear like a um, yeah. you know I <laughs> whenever I hear a rumor and I think it's like legit I'm I say like code yellow and then when I get a single I'm like code red and then when I get an album release date I'm like code uh. black code black <laughs> it's just funny uh. I, I find it funny for myself to do that kind of thing because I really I don't do that for anybody yeah. else so I just feel like you know it's just you know I might as well. Oh, it's the closest I get to stand stand culture, I guess. But um, it's just it's all in fun of for course, me personally. It's fine. But yeah, um, you know, I'm seeing like yeah. obviously people think like you know Rihanna's gonna drop, or um, obviously Drake probably will most likely drop. Weekend, obviously, J Cole, like you said, um, and obviously we might uh, most likely do an episode for J Cole uh, when that drops, uh, mm. since it's the fall off, and from that, it just sounds very final. <laughs> we never know. Uh, next case, you know, when they might come back in like five years and just drop something. Obviously, the No Name Smino Sabre album. I'm gonna get a sage. I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, it's nothing. It's not, it's not a matter of. Um, I, I think looking forward to is like the word for it. I'm not anticipating every, anything. I'm not my my. I'm not. That's I'm not. Um, got another yeah. another drooling uh, reference. I'm not drooling over for like. <sighs> I need. I need. Oh, I can't wait for 2020 when this is gonna drop. So I can't wait. Circling the date, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not like that for me. Yeah. Um. But you know, I'm looking forward to some good stuff. Um. Hoping that you know, but you know, if all of these people drop, then all the best, all the better for us. But if not, you know, I'm gonna continue doing what I've done. I feel like for this year, um, you know, for me personally, just um, I guess rounding it all out. Um, the fact that I am into this idea of like discovery and always looking for new people regardless you know if like you know regardless if Kendrick drops I hope I listen to at least like two more people on the same week if there are two people to listen to in the same week you know what I mean I hope I hope that happens and um that's just that's just how I'm gonna go through with things as you know as the as the week as the as the years pass I think hopefully for me personally um the only week that where like three project well more than two projects of of note have dropped for me is like when uh, Solange, Two Chains, and Neil Sims dropped, and that week alone I was just like, okay, I need to get into all of, all three of these, like no questions asked, right? And I didn't I didn't really have it for that many mm. ma- that many other weeks. So it's the only memorable one for me personally. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting year. I think obviously for. For the normies out there, it's, just, it's going to be much more, uh, much more lively. Um, for the charts, it's going to be much more lively. For the publications, it's going to be much more lively, um, and that's obviously good for the, if you want to call it the hip hop economy, because it's basically a business at this point. Sure, uh, but yeah, you know, for that, it's all good for better or worse. But um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm happy for me personally that it's just like this year. Has just been absolute discovery, and I've abs- I've had a freaking ball, uh, music wise. I've had an absolute ball. There's been absolutely some jams coming out, and that's why my album list is just so 
I, that's why as now I'll say it, it's probably the third time, fourth time I said this on on wax, but this is why I love it so. That's why I love this list because like the list I've done because it's just like there's so much heat you guys need to listen to, bro. It's so much heat, mm-hmm. um, and you know just it, it's I like I like that. It makes me excited. You know what I mean? It's the same when it's the same when like. Um, I don't know when like a, an art house film drops and you're and you're the only one who's listened to it and it's like uh, uh, watched it and you're like this film is banging you need to listen uh, watch this. Um, a lot of people do that on like Netflix or whatever. Like um, especially when like a a foreign language film comes out and they've just and it's just popped up on their watch uh, watch next and they completely enjoy it. Um, there's a lot of there's a, that's a, happening a lot in film especially, but it's for me it's happening. Uh, a lot in hip hop, especially, and I, I said that last uh, last episode with the decade thing that you know, in terms of prediction, that it's going to be much more international. And um, obviously, in the mainstream, it's more a couple of Latin artists, a uh, couple of Afrobeat artists, a um, couple of reggae artists here and there. But other than that, like it's nothing's nothing really international. Denton, I guess, if you want to count Rich Brian, then sure. But um, you know, past that, it's mm. just kind of just like, eh. But um, you know, I'm truly hopeful. I'm ho- I'm hopeful for for next year in terms of uh, uh, the good stuff that we're gonna get. Um, but that that stuff all remains to be seen, of course. Well, the thing that just quickly before we end is, as you were speaking, the things that I've discovered this year have mainly been through analysis. And so when you say, you know, I just watched this art house film and is fire and I know no one else has seen and I got to mm. tell everyone it's like when I've discovered some of these cool statistics this exactly. year like uh Eve's Rhapsody's Eve you know she four themes run concurrently on that album sometimes four in one bar like name drops punchlines socially conscious and empowering motivating so bars good. or you get E40's practice makes paper <laughs> and he's doing 215 different slang words there's punchlines, storytelling, and then he's also, there are distinct lessons in mm. his music. Like, it's all incredibly high. Or you get down to JPEG Mafia's All My Heroes Are Cornballs, and he does everything on the album. He sings, he raps, he produces, arranges, and engineers it. 65% rap, 35% singing. 32.4% of the album is instrumental. There are 44 distinct instrumentals or beats. That's 2.4 a track. That was crazy. Uh, there were some young thug stats I found where I think he was switching his cadence up or his flow up every 20 seconds prior to so much fun. Like in, in insane, this is like 93 different cadences he used this year. Um, we had the Coke Rap comeback mm-hmm. uh, with Benny. We had Griselda. You know, like look at the Griselda numbers. Like it's just crazy. And then we discovered some incredible ad libs. Like there were 163 booms, 136 dudes. <laughs> 56 R's and 46 <laughs> So, like, this is... As if you're not going to go around just saying... Like, all the fucking time. It's so cool. So, you know, there's been some incredible stuff this year. There's also been some sad stuff with Playboy Cardi having, like, like 100 songs or 73 leaked songs just dumped. Like, so... The thing that I'm most looking forward to is that, is listening to an album, putting it on, and experiencing it as an event, and then 
finding out some cool statistics and then just delivering it to people and saying, look, these are these cool new angles that you may not have listened to this album through this filter or mm. this lens, but this artist and, and diving into the artistry. And so I'm not, I'm not necessarily excited because, you know, when Rhapsody dropped her album or E40, Rhapsody is a great example. Like I wasn't expecting heaps. You know, I was like, I really like Rhapsody. But after like four songs, I freaking pulled over on a highway to leave Charlie a message. Be like, oh, shit. Like my voice was higher that only dogs could hear it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is incredible. And that's what I want to get into. That's what I want to happen in 2020. And how could it not happen? You know, hip hop is such a fruitful genre. There's so many different artists from different places. Like we talk about Rich Brian. How would you anticipate that he would drop? an album mm-hmm. like that in 2019 like i certainly couldn't have and it was insane so yeah i just think 2019 has been an honestly a great year and it may not have been a mainstream great year but also on that flip side when you're talking about outlets in the hip-hop economy i agree with you because a lot of hip-hop outlets are just they're so lazy they're so lazy like travis scott oh, uzi vert will tweet out uh, i haven't had sex in two years <laughs> And so everyone will run with it like it's content. It's like Lil Uzi Vert says he hasn't said had sex oh, in two years man. and they'll write a freaking think piece about it. Dead. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, so seriously, dead. man. Like, what the fuck? And there are accounts out there who just post up like a gif of Rihanna and uh, Kendrick and then they post up lyrics of loyalty. Deadness. And I'm so like, dead. this is what, this what we're so doing dead. now? This is what we're doing? Like, this is, this is where dead. we're at now? Like, come on, man. Like we got to be better than this. And so hopefully in 2020, there will be more content for these outlets to consume because they start consuming themselves and that and they're hip-hop. So they start consuming hip-hop and, and that's dis- disappointing. So yeah, I, I think I'm looking forward to 2020. Uh, as much as I look forward to 2019, I'm sure there'll be some incredible stuff come out. So yeah, let's look forward to it. Pop quiz. Artist of the year, go. Um... I'm going to have to say Tyler. Okay. Okay. Uh, UK, Lil Sims, US, Megan Stanley. Okay. Why Megan? Uh, what, what do you mean, why Megan? <laughs> well, I'm um, curious. I, honestly, I just... Uh, I think that the... It's not even just the summer. I think it's just, like, how much people off the back of Megan like just literally rode the wave like it wasn't even just her like on that wave it was like Rico, City Girls um, Nikki technically you know it's just it, it was it was a fascinating it was Ooh, a fascinating careful. moment I think for women in hip hop and um, you know obviously Rapsy was on there as well in terms of just like obviously dropping a fucking fire album but um, yeah just that whole yeah. just that whole thing and the mixtape as well is obviously fire, um, but yeah, I think she just—I uh, think she just really set a tone for, I guess, the future as well. Um, that's just how I think. But uh, yeah, I think it's just—I think she had—I think she had a—I think it's an amazing year to, for for women, especially, and uh, just for Megan. I think she just takes that crown, to be honest, because uh, I think she just led it with actual with a fucking iron fist. I think that Lizzo would have been my artist of the year if she just dialed it back like two points (laughs) there were just a few things well there were a lot of things she did this year but honestly man Lizzo has been incredible this year she's blown up she's done some unbelievable things I've spoken to a fair few women who really inspired by her and 
really look to her as uh, a change that they want to see in the world. There were just a couple of things that she did that was just way too much. But outside of that, I, I think you know Lizzo would be in my top three. I think um, I haven't really been that checked in with Megan The Stallion, so I should maybe have checked in with her a little bit more. But yeah, I, I totally respect that choice. Okay, producer of the year, go. Oh man, producer of the year, shit. You go and I'll think. <laughs> Um, for me personally, uh, damn. For ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. See, I've got like four names. Um, actually, I've got like five names. You know what? Just to keep up with appearances, um, I'll just go with Apollo Brown just for the album alone. Uh, just for Sicily Detroit alone, I think that was uh, outstanding. Just outstanding from a production point and everything else. I obviously previously said so yeah shout out to apollo brown i'm gonna sound stupid here because i'm gonna say tyler again but like That's, yeah i, I see. think that I, see. Yeah. I think a huge part of him being artist of the year was producer of the year the fact that he did arrange everything himself and that album you know i was listening to um alt j's relaxer yesterday or oh, two days ago on a ferry okay and when i was younger when I, this is a long story but it's, this is it gets to the point when i was younger i was always looking for music that did something completely different like, you know, we've all heard music is just borrowing from the past. Like, all the new stuff has been done. And when I listened to Relaxer by Old J, I was like, holy shit, this is actually something I haven't really heard before. And when I listened to Igor, yes, it's a culmination and a, and a mix, mix of all different styles and genres, but it was the first time I'd heard it presented that way from a hip-hop artist, especially someone like Tyler. And as someone who knows his production and, and really respects it, uh bro he his production on that project was un, unbelievable i can't believe people don't use him more as a producer I, it surprises me that he doesn't have a lot of outside production credits outside of his own music but yeah that was incredible man i i really am looking forward to seeing the the way that he goes in 2020 or, or beyond whether he continues down that path or because mm. he could go anywhere he's very uh he's very eclectic so as lame as it sounds to add you know tyler but a lot of it him being artist of the year was related to the fact that his production was so incredible. Tyler takes the double crown. Who knew? Um, okay, I'm just, I'm just gonna leave it there. I just wanted to pop quiz you. Well, right, I want to do. I want to do a couple more. I want to know who your favorite rapper of the year was. Didn't we just do that? Well, we did artist. We didn't do rapper. Oh right. Rapity rapity rap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know what you mean. I just, I just said little Sims in that. What, what, that she raps. What are you on okay, about? Okay, well, f- well, no, no, I know what you mean, but like, I guess when I thought artist, I was thinking like the whole thing, like. Everything, oh right. You know, okay. Like, yeah. I just. Yeah. I meant. I meant. I, I didn't technically mean everything, but they rap, so <laughs> I don't really know what else I can say on that front. Okay, little Sims. Well, I got, I got Benny. I got Benny. I can't. I can't go past this guy. I've never listened to Griselda prior to 2019. I swear you just made this up so you can give Benny love. <laughs> I had to give Benny love. How can I not give Benny love? Dude, you could have, guy... You could have, said, you could have said, like, I don't know, just, like, come up of the year or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rapper of the well, year. Well, I think the baby's got come up of the year. Okay. I think Benny's... Because Benny, Benny's benny been around for a while. Co-crack you know what I found really interesting? <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I found out that... Um, I was watching an interview. I think it was... It might have been that... F- horrific Rosenberg interview <laughs> and they were asking <laughs> fuck Rosenberg worst interview of the year Rosenberg. <laughs> or Zane Lowe and Rosenberg at the top on a plinth <laughs> together 
Um, but yeah, no, oh, when I was God. listening to that, uh, West Side Gun was actually the one who kind of got them all into rapping, and he was one of the first. I didn't know that, to be honest. I, I was unaware of that. But listening to Benny this year, a lot of people yet last year were constantly asking me to analyze Benny. I'd never listened to him before. Everyone was like, Tanner Talk 3 is incredible. I was like, meh, yeah, whatever. Like, I was pretty insular and a bit of a douchebag. So I was like, meh, I'll listen to what I want to listen to. And But then I listened to the people and I gave Benny a spin. And the plugs I met is, ah, uh, heck, what, man. Then he, he pops up on the Clippings album with that insane guest verse. Every verse this guy did this year, I felt, was just fire. I, I don't think anyone else was rapping on a level that Benny was rapping this year. I've got to shout him out heavily. Griselda were great, don't get me wrong. I think Benny, then Westside, then Conway, that's the order I would have them in. But the bars that Benny spits, like what was that one? Oh man, he's like, people bring scales to my show so I can autograph them. Like, that's so wild. Like, all his bars were just insane. And then he went back and forth with Black Thought. Mm-hmm. He had 38 Special, Jada Kiss, Pushing T. Like, Oh, man, this guy's a legend. Like I, I really rated him highly this year. I, I think he's had an incredible year. <sighs> Fair enough. Because we can't not end the year on to Ben gushing over Benny. So we shall leave it there. Um, what's you got a liner? Yeah. Uh, I guess I do. Uh, I didn't expect to have a lighter note, but you know, all this stuff with DJ Academics happened, and I just want to really thank everyone out there if you're listening right now. It was unbelievable support that I got. So the story is that I put up, you know, uh, DJ Academics did this tier list a few days ago and he tiered rappers, but he had no context for his tiers. He just put it out there and it went Well, we know what it was. It was just a popularity contest for him. It was was just stupid. So I I was like, oh, maybe I will uh, do an RIA certification tier list to make it a little bit more objective. So I created a little graphic and then put it up on my Instagram and then the next day I found that he'd stolen it verbatim and uh, used it on his Instagram twice and then on his Twitter the second time on Instagram he put his own watermark over the top of it and there was no mention of hip-hop numbers there was a water my watermark was at the very top of it but a lot of people say oh man he gave you credit I'm like that's not credit a watermark is not credit a watermark is to show when someone has stolen your work without crediting that's the point of a watermark like that's the it's the marker <laughs> that that's my work and that Man. this was stolen without my my permission. Brilliant. And so anyway, the story goes that when I was first starting hip hop numbers, this happened quite a lot. And there was a big account, uh, Daily Rap Facts. They used to steal my shit all the time. Mm. And I only had like five thousand followers back then. They have like five hundred thousand at the moment. And I was always in DMs with them, like, stop stealing my shit. Like, I'll block them. It didn't matter. And they would laugh at me. They'd just be like, meh, who cares? Like, it's the internet. That's what happens. And I could never get them to take it down, right? And I was always really upset about it because I worked very, very hard on these statistics. So I went to bed and then woke up the next morning. Academics had taken all the posts down. And I went into the mentions and people had just flamed him like really said you know you can't be stealing people's shit like that's terrible so i was like oh, i'll just post up a little thank you to my followers because it's a huge achievement to get something taken down by academics and he's a massive account and he just doesn't seem to give much of a fuck about what he does and so i posted up a thank you <coughs> excuse me and uh <coughs> the support was incredible you know it went it got 1.5 million views that that thank you tweet 
I gained 4,000 followers from it. And the stories that emerged from it were pretty bad. Like a lot of people came to me, a lot of journalists came to me and, and journalists don't like me. Uh, you guys probably don't know this, but I, I the journalists don't really like my account very much. There's not a lot of people in the industry like hip hop numbers that much. I don't really know why. Uh, it's very hard to have a conversation with people about it. Uh, but yeah, it was really nice to get a groundswell of support and journalists coming to me and saying, yeah, he's done it to me multiple times and I had no recourse. Even DJ Booth, it's happened to them multiple times. So to get him to take it down uh, was incredible. So I want to really thank everyone if you're involved in that process because it was really challenging for me. I was like, oh shit, man, not again. And there's nothing I can do about it. But then it turned into a great moment. Um, so yeah, I just want to thank everyone for that and let you in a little bit on the the inner workings of someone with severe anxiety and OCD working in a, in a field like this. Firstly, it's very overwhelming to have a lot of people support you like that. And secondly, it's scary. It's really scary when you, you force someone to take something down and, and then I can't control the responses of my followers and some of them weren't particularly nice towards academics and he may have gotten his feelings over that and it's really terrifying to, to think, oh, I went toe-to-toe with this guy who has a lot of money, he has a lot of contacts, you know, he's he's got a lot of clout. I really don't want to be in that realm, but unfortunately, that's the realm I had to exist in. But yeah, it was just very interesting, and and I'm you know so thankful for people for helping me out with that. So if you, if you were part of that, thank you so much. <clears throat> I mean, I did have a light note, but you know what? I'm gonna leave it there just for the positivity of it, and I feel like that's a good okay. just place to end the year and. Uh, in particular, in uh, context of this show, but yeah, no. So, so, salute to you and salute to the people. Um, you know, Thanks, do good. Man. You lot do. You lot did did the Lord's work on that one. Uh, not joking. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but yeah, no. Shout shout to you guys, and uh, obviously shout to you, Ben, uh, for standing up to uh, chubby fuck over there. Um, so, <clears throat> on that note, we shall leave it there, ladies and gentlemen. This has been digging digits, end of year special. Um, on to next year, I guess. <laughs> I guess uh, I've been Charlie Taylor of the Fifth Element. I've been Ben Carter of Hip Hop Numbers. I hope you all have. Well, the episode is dropping New Year's Eve, New Year's Day for Ben. So I guess mm. Happy New Year. Well, well, well. well the, what's actually that's a good question. What's your personal rule on the ha- when to stop saying Happy New Year? Mine is seven days. My right, seventh of January oh, can't man. say anymore. Look, this is I. I don't stop saying it at all. I, I don't care. Like, say it on the on Such the new on the boo. new day. <laughs> say it on day one. But after that, I'm like, let's get on with our shit, people. Let's lock back in. Okay, all right. Fair enough. So one day, <laughs> so you get one day. <laughs> well, since this is dropping for you on New Year's Day, that is a day. So happy New Year! Happy all. New Year! <laughs> <laughs> it felt bad uh, saying that. I felt gross. Hope you'll have a great twenty twenty. We shall, of course, try and do the same. But until then, until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. All right, peace. Digging in the Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me, music for the show, piece and video games by bonus points. Thanks to your records, video to use. 
socials for the fifth element hip hop by numbers bonus points and your records will be in the description wherever you're listening this has been a fifth element podcast network and hip hop by numbers collaboration thanks for spending time with us and we shall see you next year on digging in digits Oh, 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 oh,